Hello, everyone, and welcome to the weekly update. Brandify's podcast where we focus on recent changes and updates in the local search space in order to help you prepare for the week ahead. I'm Dustin Hayes, Director of Marketing at Brandify, and I'm joined by my co-host, Damian Rawlson, Brandify's VP of Product Strategy. Thanks for joining us today. Now let's jump into your weekly update. Hello. In our first item this week, there are signs that Apple might be working on a search engine. This comes from John Hinshaw, who has a post at Koi Wolf pointing out several possible signs, including an increase in job postings for search engineers at the company, and also a change in the iOS system where Spotlight Search now uh, shows its own results over Google's search results. Uh, In addition to this, the Apple bot, which is Apple's web crawler, has been um, increasingly active recently and has recently updated its documentation to make its activity sound a lot more like uh, the Google bot. And there are some outside circumstances that may be pushing Apple in this direction. One of them is anti-monopoly action against Google in the UK, which is causing um, people to think that eventually Apple might be forced to remove Google as the default search option in iOS and to instead present consumers with a range of choices. Uh, So that could be one thing pushing Apple in that direction. If uh, Henshaw says that if Apple does release a search engine, we should expect that it should be Apple-like in nature and different from search engines from other companies. Um, He points out that Apple has had a strong emphasis on privacy recently and, of course, uh, embeddedness within the iOS ecosystem is an important point for Apple, lots of deep linking between apps and so on. And we should expect that search for Apple, if it does materialize, uh, would operate in a similar fashion. Bright Local's local rank flux tool, which monitors fluctuations in local search rankings, measured two days of highly unusual activity last week. Local rank flux measures fluctuations on a scale of zero to 10, with 10 being the most severe. On Wednesday and Thursday of last week, the average fluctuations were between 5.65 and 6.01, respectively, compared to normal fluctuations in the 2.8 to 2.9 range earlier in the week. Industries especially impacted include real estate, medical, and legal, all of which had fluctuations above the already high average rate. So far, there's been no report of a local algorithm update. In fact, Carrie Hill reported on Twitter that many of Thursday's fluctuations seem to be a reversal of the activity on Wednesday. Next, we have an updated report from SEMrush, who has been publishing an annual study of voice search ranking factors and has just published the new edition of that report. Uh, They note that 58% of voice search users conduct local business searches, and so For this version of the report, they focus on local search uh, in particular. The study shows that uh, Apple's Siri, the Google Assistant, and Amazon Alexa have roughly similar market share. Apple and Google ahead at 36% and Alexa at 25%. So the attention of of SEOs uh, when it comes to voice search optimization should definitely be spread amongst those three. Uh, Microsoft's Cortana comes in uh, fourth then at 19%, um, according to the SEMrush data. 
Uh, SEM Rush recommends that when trying to optimize for local search on Google Assistant, the goal should be to get your business in the local pack because Google Assistant results tend to mirror those in the local pack. So the three listings appearing at the top of any search uh, for Mexican restaurants near me and so on are going to tend to be the ones that Google Assistant will also show. Alexa was ranked the lowest in the ability to answer local queries successfully. Surprisingly, Siri had the highest level of success with local queries. And the study points out that there's a correlation between Yelp uh, average review rating uh, and count of reviews. And especially the average rating seemed to have a pretty big influence on whether your business would was going to show up in series local results. So, you know, one way to sum up the uh, findings of the study is that uh, optimizing your GMB profile and your Yelp profile for Google Assistant and for Siri. Uh, and of course, Alexa results are also uh, uh, largely powered by Yelp content. So uh, those two profiles are going to be really important if you're concerned about surfacing highly in uh, local queries on voice assistants and voice search devices. In a recent conversation with the Bing Places team, it was brought to our attention that all Yelp reviews have been removed from Bing local listings. Given that Yelp reviews have been a highly visible component of Bing Places for the last eight years, this is fairly big news. Bing Places listings have long used review sources other than Yelp, such as TripAdvisor, OpenTable, Foursquare, and Facebook, but Yelp was by far the most prominent review source. Now, if you search for a business listing in Bing Places, you will see the other review sources showcased more prominently. Bing Places has been highly active in new feature development in 2020, so it's not at all unlikely that this is a first step towards relaunching some sort of native Bing reviews feature. Bing did have its own reviews for several years, but Yelp was incorporated as a review source some time ago. Next, there is a new article from Bright Local asking several local SEO experts to uh, express their opinion on what people can do to make their Google My Business profiles more clickable. So more likely to turn someone who's searching for businesses like you into someone who's engaged with your listing and uh, clicking and, you know, with the intent to do business with you. So there were several recommendations. Uh, certainly the, the full article, which is linked from the Monday memo post is something I'd encourage people to take a look at. Uh, some recommendations included responding to Q&A questions and answers in your profile so that consumers know that you're there and listening to them, listening to their questions and needs. Uh, using Google posts to enhance your profile and to add a clear call to action uh, so that there's something, you know, additional opportunities for people to actually do something when they see your listing. Um, lots of people mentioned uh, high quality photos and also videos, which of course are not themselves clickable, but they tend to create uh, more engagement. They tend to make a listing more appealing. And for lots of the respondents in the column, uh, photo content seemed to be a big priority. So uh, there, there's, there seems to be a movement where people are thinking that uh, photos are going to then eventually lead to conversion or at least make conversion more likely because they'll make your profile stand out. 
Um, other recommendations included uh, adding product and service lists where appropriate and available, uh, enabling the GMB messaging feature, uh, responding to reviews, requesting reviews, and sort of generally making use of every feature that's available in GMB to make your listing stand out from the competition. Google Maps will reportedly soon add a new map layer that shows where COVID-19 outbreaks are taking place, with color coding that appears to indicate the severity of the outbreak in each geographical region. First noted by Jane Wong, the update seems focused for now on the U.S. and Canada, but Google appears to be referencing data from India as well, so there may be a more global version in the works. Next, uh, Greg Sterling has an article on search engine land that talks about looking forward to our first, what he calls our first Corona Christmas. Um, Sterling has a lot of things to say, uh, and I'll just sort of briefly touch on some of his points. Uh, The coming holiday season, he says, is going to be an opportunity for uh, brands that have brick and mortar locations to offer consumers purchase options that are going to appeal to them during the holidays, uh, you know, and one of the things he notes as a, a really likely trend is that consumers are going to be more deal conscious, more investigative uh, before they actually uh, make a purchase and probably likely to spend less this year uh, than would be typical um, due to, uh, you know, concerns about the economy, concerns about the ongoing effects of the pandemic and so on. And there are early indicators that that's likely to be the case. So your business needs to present it, uh, the most uh, value and also the 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 most uh, the greatest level of ease of c- completing a transaction. So that that's going to make it important for you to provide as much information as possible to shoppers before they go to your store, and also to make in-store shopping uh, you know as compelling as you can. There's a new consumer behavior that Sterling points to, which is being called robo research online, buy offline. And this is actually a trend that began before the pandemic. So even back in 2019, Google was reporting that 46% of consumers would like to confirm inventory online before visiting a store, for example. So that behavior has only increased um, during the pandemic. And so making as much information uh, and as many uh, shopping tools to ease and make uh, ease transactions and make them more efficient. Those are going to be the differentiators that will help businesses uh, succeed during the holiday season. Google My Business is prompting businesses to enable virtual appointments using Google Meet, WebEx, Skype, and Zoom. A new Connect with Video prompt is appearing in the GMB dashboard, possibly triggered when the business indicates that it offers online appointments. Though the messaging suggests that the online appointment provider will be integrated somehow within GMB, in fact, the links simply prompt the user to sign up with the provider in question. The messaging may, however, indicate future plans on Google's part to link to online appointments more closely with the GMB features. Great. Well, thank you all for listening. Be sure to check us out on Brandify.com and the Brandify blog, where you can find more information about the topics we've covered here today. You can also subscribe to the weekly update from your favorite podcast service so you never miss an episode. I'm Dustin Hayes, along with Damian Rollison, and we'll see you next time on the Weekly Update.